Hi, I'm Brooke Cunninger, and this is the Embracing the Messy Middle podcast. Listen, if you're feeling overworked, drained, tired, like you're just going through life a little on autopilot, I get it. As a working mom with three small kids, I was waiting for life to slow down and for work to ease up to finally spend time figuring out what made me happy, fulfilled, and healthy. But guess what? Life never slows down. And if you're feeling the same way, well, then this podcast is for you. I'm on a mission to walk this messy path with you. Join me as I dig into the unique needs of working women. I'll interview those who have leaned into their messy and learned their greatest talents and gifts, women who have made a change either personally or professionally and the learnings that came with that. And I'll share tools and research that I hope will both inspire and help you learn to love and embrace your life in the messy middle. So grab your coffee or wine and listen in. It's time to get messy. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Embracing the Messy Middle. Um, Today I wanted to talk to you all about something that's been top of mind for me um, for a while now. Um, And I've been doing a lot of thinking about it and it's come up in several conversations I've had with others. So um, I thought I'd share my story and the learnings that I've had um, and some of the tools that have helped me in an effort to, or in the hopes that maybe it reaches some of you. So um, when to pivot and when to persevere. (laughs) Um, Let me step back and just give a little background on why that's been top of mind for me. So um, I was in my corporate job for 20 years um, and had the full range of emotions around it for sure. I had some amazing, amazing jobs. I worked with some amazing people. I had some amazing bosses, but I also had periods of high stress, um, work-life balance skewed way more towards work than life was definitely not balanced. Um, anxiety would kick in. There'd be the Sunday night scaries of God, like the dread that comes in of like the week ahead. Um, so by the time I left my job and started my own business, um, you know, I had these thoughts of, I could have done this earlier. What was keeping me? You know, why did I stay in this job as long as I did? And for me, I realized it was um, my identity, you know, wanting, feeling like I had to prove myself. I had gone to school for this. So if I left, I would be, you know, waving the white flag, showing that I couldn't do it. Um, You know, a lot of those feelings that came up. So leaving, feeling like, you know, maybe I could have pivoted earlier and there was something that was holding me back, some type of fear for making the jump. So then I went into, you know, my own business and I brought on some clients um, and there'd be those feelings that came back again. Like, did I know what I was doing? Um, Could I really serve my clients in the way that I thought I could? Could I bring in the money that I left? So there was these these same feelings that I had with my job that would come up. And I started thinking, am I just always unhappy? You know, could I, is that just common with the job? And certainly humans have the full range of emotion, but I started doing some digging and I wanted to know, you know, does that mean that I need to pivot again? Or is this something that I need to work through? You know, it's funny, um, my son at the same time was trying out a new sport and he was in the beginning phases of training um, for the first time and so working different muscle groups and really pushing himself beyond what he had before. And I remember him coming home and saying, Mommy, you know, my muscles are really sore, my 
you know, my legs hurt. I think I hurt myself. I probably should take a day off of, um, you know, going to practice. And I remember thinking, well, I know enough (laughs) that that's proof that you're making progress. Like that's a sign that your muscles, your working muscles that you haven't before, you're getting stronger, you know, um, that's what a sore muscle feels like. And it was like this light bulb moment because I'm like talking to my son about, of course, no, you need to keep going to practice, but, you know, take it easy, but you got to ice it. And here's the things you do when you're feeling this way. You can take a little bit of Advil, but, um, you know, that's exactly what's supposed to happen is your muscles are getting stronger. And I thought, is that the same with thoughts? Like when you're pushing yourself to do something different, is that how it feels also it feels painful it feels like you're doing it wrong but is that sign of growth how do you know and if so how do you know that you're growing in the right way or that you're pushing through in his instance an injury how can you tell the difference and for any of you who have read Seth Godin or followed him at all he's a He has several books out, highly recommend him, but he talks about the dip. And so when you push yourself in a new way, you know, inevitably point A is when you try something new and you're really, really excited about it and your, you know, your excitement level is super high and you think of all the things that could, that are, you know, amazing about it. You've heard the stories and inevitably every time, because there's not going to be a consistent, uh, you know, it's not going to, the consistent amazing feeling that'll come because we're all humans, you're going to reach what he calls the dip. And the dip is where you haven't gotten the clients that you wanted, or you're not making the money that you thought you would, or you are working longer than the job that you left, or, you know, whatever it may be, the followers on social media, whatever your goal is you set out for, you haven't gotten that yet. And you can't quite see back to the reason that you first did this. So whether it's leaving your job, whether it's, you know, embarking on a new project, you've kind of lost that excitement. So when you look back, you can't recall, why did I do this? And so there's this feeling of, you know, I'm just, I'm doing something like this again. I'm not happy, but you can't see the end yet. You know, you can't see how good it could be. So you're in this period of what he calls the dip. And so as I read more about that and was feeling like I was in that, I started thinking, how do you know? How do you know if you're misaligned and you're in a job that you need to change? Or how do you know you're just in a dip, which we all are when we embark on new things? And so I started doing some more research too. And, you know, our brains are wired to protect us. So when we do something new, inevitably and we push our comfort zone and we you know take a chance or a risk whether it be professionally or personally our brains are hardwired to protect us so they go to it automatically goes to all the things that could go wrong it sets off the stress response in our body that helps protect us Um, and so all of these things I know are, you know, either scientifically proven or these, you know, methodologies that I talked about the dip that are out there. And so if I know that happens, it's almost like the more I learned, the more I learned that what's expected around this dip and then your body's response to kind of go towards the negative, how can I be sure? 
it had me question even more every time I wanted to make a change, but I knew I was misaligned after 20 years. So I started talking to others that were, you know, kind of dealing with the same thing. They had made a change and, you know, how do you know? How do you know? And so I wanted to share a couple things that I've tried and that have worked for me. And now being on the other side of it, I can tell a difference <laughs> making it through the dip a couple times and seeing how that feels different than a sustained misalignment. I would say if you're, you know, in a job that's misaligned with you. So I want to share like a really tactical example. So I left my job, um, and I started taking on other clients, but this past year, I've really leaned into trying to follow my passions and relieving myself of the idea that, you know, I wasn't on this successful linear path and that, um, if following my passions, if I couldn't explain how it kind of all weaved together in this nice, you know, arc of business building, <laughs> you know, in, in a nice strategic way that I was just kind of chasing this shiny object syndrome, um, which gosh, that could probably be a whole other uh, podcast. But um, so I really leaned into trying new things. And so one of the things was um, I'm, I'm super, super passionate about women um, kind of figuring out who they are, what lights them up, um, you know, what they love doing and making time for that. Because I really do believe that when you do that, you can be your best self for everyone else. Um, and so in an effort to kind of walk the walk and, you know, create what you wish existed, I um, ran a retreat in the uh, fall. And, you know, this idea came to me about six months prior to holding it. And I was so excited. I mean, so, so excited. It felt so aligned. And there were several things that kind of happened around that too, just offers that I got and people I was introduced to that just proved to me that, you know, the universe is talking to me and saying, you need to do this. Um, and so I went full steam ahead in planning this retreat. I created a booklet. I found this amazing place. The food was, you know, that I wanted to have there, this whole experience from beginning to end. I wanted every moment to kind of be perfect. And so the it just, I was riding this high of um, planning it and even, you know, pushing me out of my comfort zone in selling it and putting it out there um, felt really aligned because I was really excited about what I was creating. But as it got closer, so about a month out, a couple weeks out, this voice started like telling me all the things, you know, that could go wrong. What if we don't have enough people? What if you don't make money on it? You know, you haven't sold enough spots. Um, what if it rains? You know, this, the, the whole host of things. And this growing like unease started coming, you know, where I had been excited for like six months, all of a sudden, just more and more of this unease um, that I tried to push down and push down and ignore. And then as it got closer and we were about a week out, this feeling was so strong around, is this the right thing? Why am I really doing this? You know, I, I've done this to myself again. You know, this like inner voice, I don't know if anyone resonates with that around, you know, gosh, I jumped into something head first and was doing it and now this isn't what I wanted. I didn't take time to pause and think about if I would really like this, you know, all those thoughts came up. So I would 
consider that was my dip. <laughs> I had my dip. Um, but at that point, thank goodness, it was too late. You know, people were attending and the money was paid, the down payment was there. And so um, kind of like when you're at a job and you have a project due, you know, you get to the deadline and your boss is like, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta deliver. Um, and so I did. And it was great. It was great. I mean, certainly while you're there, there's still, you know, just, you know, is are people having a good time? And, you know, all the thoughts still come up, but um, I loved it that my expectations of what I thought it should be were, you know, came to fruition. I, I got great feedback from the attendees. And so, um, but afterwards I left the retreat on a Sunday. Great you know, feedback from the women who attended, but I still came home and had this like, like this deep breath of, it was like a mixture of like a, a really intense workout where you just like are kind of exhausted at the end, but also this, I don't know, like after you've had a really big night out and you're like, I just need to sleep. And my mind again, crazy mind wanted that to go towards like, God, that means that this isn't the right thing because I'm not on this high on Sunday night of like, oh my gosh, this is amazing retreat. And again, I had to sit with that and think that's still, that doesn't mean what I want to make it mean. It means that, you know, you're on all weekend and, you know, you've been thinking of others for four days and leading up to it even more so. And so my body's natural response is to kind of, when you're in this heightened cortisol, you know, fight or flight and like, how do we deliver? I needed like a rest and like what I've learned the term integration afterwards. You know, you push yourself, you push yourself to like try something new and push your comfort zone and you do it. And that does not mean at the end of it, you're going to have this amazing like like sometimes you get, you know, when you have a, you deliver this amazing presentation, you have this high where you're like, I just totally dominated that. And it was so amazing. Like sometimes your body has this, you know, like this complete relaxation or your cortisol drops and you're like, I need to just rest for a little bit. And that is no, again, no integration, no sign that you did anything that was misalignment. It could mean you just need to integrate that and like let your body like think through it and spend some time processing it. So, which I did. Now we're about a couple months out and I am so proud of myself. I love that I pushed myself to do that. I love that I did that retreat. I loved how being around the women, you know, I loved what we covered, like so many things. And so the lesson for me looking back is like, God, if I had turned away from that and listened to any of the feelings leading up to it or even right after what I would have missed out on, you know, the growth that I would have missed out on and the community that I wanted to build and the learnings that I wanted to personally take away and to, you know, to impart on these women that were coming. And so I've had to sit with that for the last couple months and say, okay, again, how do you know when to pivot or to persevere? And so here's, Here's three things that I would say for any of you that are in that season of trying to decide or maybe having made a change and you're like, but this is still not amazing. I thought it would be perfect for me. There's a couple things. So one is 
know your values and what's important to you. And what I mean by that is there's so many values exercises out there, but when you are in your dip or you're in your job and you're not feeling in alignment, you need to know ultimately what it is you're, that makes you whole, that is like the, the bigger thing that fills up your life. And so for me, when I think about all the aspects of my life, you know, take out whether it's at work or whether it's home or it's family or it's friends, there are a couple traits that I know or things that I know are super important to me. Um, and it's community, it's adventure, it's humor, it's connection. You know, there's a couple things and there's, so there's values exercises out there. So separate from any specific scenario in your life or specific aspect of your life, you need to know what's important to you. Um, and so then when you know those values and you look at what you're doing, even when you're in the dip, you can say, oh, but this is leading me towards greater connection. This is leading me towards, you know, that adventure that I wanted. This is leading me towards um, more time with my family, which I know is a huge value of mine. So, or it's leading me away. You know, this job, um, you know, I keep pushing. My boss wants me to work longer hours, or there's no boundaries in this, and you know, I this project that I'm working on has me, you know, working by myself and I really crave being around others. You can, the connection around others. So you can look at that regardless of the in the moment feelings and say, am I working towards something that's in alignment with me? So that's the first thing, values. Know your values overall and what you're working for. The second thing I would say is what you're working towards. So besides the values, you've got to really know, for me, I realized finally that I was working towards this identity that wasn't even an alignment for me. And so what really finally showed me is I looked at those around me and at the next level above me that, you know, I was working so hard in my job and I looked around it. Okay. If I am working really hard to get a promotion or to, you know, get the raise. And I looked at the people that were one level above me and to be honest, they weren't happier. They weren't living the type of life that I would want to live. They were working a lot more. And I thought, well, why am I, you know, powering through some of these negative emotions and stress and pushing myself when what it will lead me to is not more of what I want. Now compare that to, you know, pushing myself in this retreat or even, you know, this podcast, I've had all of those feelings and launching that. But when I look at people that are doing retreats and bringing people together in, you know, in a setting that is just inspiring and fulfilling and, you know, creating that environment, or I look at people who are, you know, having amazing conversations through podcasting and meeting amazing people, I've talked to some of them personally and they love what they're doing. They love it. They have a life that they have been able to structure that ties into what is important to me too. So I think, okay, even though all these feelings come through and I'm pushing my comfort zone and I'm trying these new things, it is leading me towards something that I can get behind. It's not because I want to, you know, make more money because I've been, (laughs) 
retreats, there's not a ton. There can be, but there's not a ton of money in that. Podcasting to start, that's not a ton of money. So it's not the money driver. It's not the success driver. It is the lifestyle that I know I want to lead, the type of people that I want to meet. And so that has shown me that even when I have those dips and the feelings that come up and the ego that's telling me, you know, you're doing the wrong thing, I can see people that are a little further ahead of me in this journey and say, that's still in alignment. They are living the life that I think I would like to live. The third thing I'll say is that you never know until you try. You don't know. So the thing that is causing you fear that pops up, you're never going to know until you're in it and you're doing it, whether it's in alignment or not fully. But again, you can look at the people ahead of you. You can look at the people around you. You can try it and assess what's coming up for you. Um, So if you were at the point where you have done your values exercise, you've looked at the people above you and you're saying, gosh, I don't, I'm working towards something they're doing, you know, the, the function that I'm in and the people that I'm around, that's not the lifestyle that I want. And you're sure that, okay, it's time for a change. Now you're looking at your options. You're not going to know which one is perfect until you try them. So you're going to have to apply. You're going to have to look at the people that are doing any one of a number of different things and talk to them and say, are, do you like that? Is that the lifestyle that you want to move towards? And if so, you're not going to know until you do it and you try it. So the thing I would say, the third thing is if you're certain that you're ready for a change, talk to people that are doing the things that you want to do and see if they truly are happier, have the conversation with them. And your mind is automatically going to think of all the things. There's going to be some fear about making the change and trying the new thing, but envision what if it's the best possible thing? Like what if the best scenario is that it's an amazing job or the project goes amazing or the the meeting is perfect what is the feeling that you have is it excitement or do you still have this underlying kind of um unsure about you know that's not it's still not what i want to do so let me give you an example on that so so if you when i was leading up to this retreat and i would think and all the feelings came up around like do i really want to host this and you know people aren't going to want to come and do this I would envision what if it was the perfect weekend, the perfect weekend, and really sit with that, sit with that for like 10 minutes and just picture the people around you and the type of work that you're going to be doing and the conversations that you could have and the environment that you're in and really feel that. And when I sat with that, that feeling of uncertainty and fear and anxiety or stress and all the stuff that like the, the inner voice, what it was telling me kind of melted away. And I was back to the excitement. I was back to like feeling really excited. And so that's how I knew, okay, I've got to, I've got to push through all of these feelings that I'm having because underneath it all. That that's temporary because if I can get a get that inner voice and that ego that's telling me things are going to go wrong away, it was feeling really really good. Now I'll contrast that with when I was working in my job and you know I had a project that was due that I was put on. I'm like God, like the stress of you know I'm not going to be able to figure it out and deliver on time. And I would even if I pictured. God, this is going to be amazing. We are going to walk out of this meeting and people are going to be like, Brooke, that was the best, you know, (laughs) that was the best presentation we've ever seen. You totally blew us away with your insights. You know, the best thing that could have happened. If I envisioned that, 
it still didn't minimize the hours that I had to work, some of the people that I had to work with. You know, I was working on a project that was across the globe. It was in Asia, so I had to meet at night, so I wasn't there to put my kids to sleep. So even if that, when I pictured the best possible thing that could happen, I still had this unease and this like feelings of like anxiety brewing inside me. And so that was a sign to me that it wasn't just the in the moment uncertainty about the project or could I do it? It was this misalignment again with my values and what I was working towards. So I know a lot of people, again, go back to what I said at the beginning that are really, you struggle with how do I know? How do I know it's time to change? Or how do I, how do I know if I just should put my head down and, you know, kind of power through some of this? Because everything, every new thing is going to bring up these feelings of, you know, fear or uncertainty. And so how do you power through the dip or how do you pivot? Pivot or persevere is the question. So I encourage you to try those three things. First, really understand your values. You've got to understand your values and don't minimize it. I did for way too long. So one, do your values exercise and compare it to what your life is you're living now. Are you living in accordance with your values? Two, look at the people that you're working really hard to get towards, to be more like, you know, the, the, the people that are the one level above you are doing the projects that you're doing or have already launched the program that you want to launch and see if they're living the life that is in alignment with those values that you like. Is, are you working really hard towards something? And if not, you got to sit, I would recommend you sit with that and say, why am I working so hard for this? So that's another sign. And then the third is to get really honest with the people that are doing it, ask the questions and imagine something that could be, you know, the, the best possible scenario and see if any of that feeling goes away. See if it is just the in the moment fear that is popping up um, because our brains want to do that. They want to go towards, they have a negativity bias. They're going to, it's going to remember negative things and it's going to automatically go towards the things that could go wrong. So if you pivot your brain and your thoughts and you really focus on the best possible thing, what is the feeling that's underneath that? Is it, does the excitement come back or do you still have this underlying uncertainty? So try those things if you're um, dealing with that and I'd love to hear, reach out. I'd love to hear if any of those resonated with you, if any of those worked. Um, I appreciate you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I hope you took something from this episode and tune back in next time for more tips, tricks, and interviews on Embracing the Messy Middle podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. My goal is for you to take away something that helps you, even if it's the knowledge that you're not alone in this crazy life journey. And if this resonated with you, I'd love for you to share with someone who you think would enjoy this as well. And until next time, I appreciate you and hope you continue to embrace your beautiful, amazing, and messy life.